But while they slept, someone else came into that farm and planted another crop, different from what was already planted. He also left. You know very well that whatever you put in the ground must grow up. So these crops started growing. Everybody saw it. What's going on here? The servant says. We planted good seed here. Where are these weeds coming from? We must report this to the master. They said. They went to the master. Master, this is what is going on here. Didn't we plant good fruit, good seed in the farm? Where did they come, these weeds coming up? Where are they coming from? The man replied, you know what? The enemy has done this. The enemy has done this. The enemy has done it while we were sleeping. The enemy has done it while we didn't pay attention. The enemy has done it when we, were, when we relaxed. The servant said, should we go and uproot them? Cut them off early before they do damage. The, guy, the, the, man, the master said, no, don't. In trying to uproot these bad weeds, you will uproot the good ones. Let them grow together until they harvest. Until they harvest. So, while man sleeps, or while men slept, a lot of things go wrong. Let us discuss sleep for a moment. We have two types of sleep. The physical sleep and the spiritual sleep. The physical sleep is what we do every day. Everybody here went, went, went to bed last night and took a rest. After long days, hard work. You were praying to get home. When you got home, took something to eat, took a shower, you're tired. You crash into the bed. Sometimes you don't even hear your alarm because you are out. That is physical sleep. Adults get it. Children get it. Everybody gets sleep. But when you are physically asleep, you are not cognizant of what is going around you. When you are in deep sleep, you don't know what is going on around you. You are unconnected with the reality, physical reality. The same thing is applicable when you look at spiritual sleep. It was when the spiritual sleep that the devil comes in and sow bad seed in your heart. When you are asleep spiritually, you are unconnected to the spiritual reality. When you are asleep spiritually, you are unconnected to God. There is no connection between you and your God. 
you will become vulnerable to the plans of the devil, the plans of the enemy. The enemy takes control at the time of your weakness because your eyes are not open spiritually. You are blinded by the spiritual slumber. Because of this parable, Christ put before us, or before the disciples. The, par- the second parable we are talking about, this one we just read today, addresses this problem. The problem of lukewarmness about the things of God. The problem of unconcern over sin. Unconcern, paying no attention to what irritates God. It addresses also the weariness in carrying out the spiritual assignment God has given us. We are so tired to do God's work because we are tired. We are sleepy. We don't have the courage to carry out God's instructions. These parables, this second parable makes us understand how the custodian of the gospel, the custodians of the gospel, the church, the pastors, everybody is slipping into spiritual unconsciousness. And because of that, apostasy and hypocrisy become the order of the day. Idolatry and the little or no regard for God take place. All these things are happening when man sleeps. When you sleep, you are lost. You are completely out of order. You don't have any realization of what is happening around you, spiritually and physically. So, in the midst of these uncertainties, confusion, and restlessness, Christ, Jesus Christ, who is the author and who is the anchor of our faith, has provided a solution to these situations and has instructed us, the children of God, to do this two things. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Every time you hear Jesus saying to his disciples, watch and pray. Watch and pray. There must be a reason for that. There must be a reason for Christ emphasizing on watch and pray every time he speaks. Even at the point of death in the Garden of Gethsemane, he I asked Peter to watch and pray. He wanted Peter to pray with him for only one hour. But Peter couldn't do it because his eyes were heavy. Sleep. Spiritual slumber. That was what was going on in, the, in Peter's life at that time. Coupled with physical sleep. He was tired. 
He was very tired. And Christ said, can't you walk with me for only one hour? Can't you keep your eyes open for one hour? Watch and pray. Why do we have to watch and pray? Why do we have to listen to Jesus Christ giving this instruction to us? Number one, you watch and pray because you have no knowledge. You have no knowledge the day and the hour Christ will come. Every Christian knows. Every Christian knows that Christ is coming. Everybody, even non-Christians, they, if they don't know, they have heard that Christ is coming. But the timetable, the schedule is hidden from us. We don't know the schedule. We don't know the time. We don't know the hour. When we look at um, Matthew chapter 25 verse 13, you have no idea the day or the hour Christ will come. Another reason why we should watch and pray is that we don't know the knowledge of the time. The first one, you don't know the day, you don't know the hour. Secondly, you don't know the time. Number three, the the reason why Christ wants us to watch and pray all the time is for you not to enter into temptation. Not to enter into temptation. As we are surrounded with cloud, we are surrounded with temptation. What you see, what you hear, what you speak, can put you in danger. So Christ wants us to watch and pray so that we don't enter into temptation. The spirit is willing indeed, but the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing indeed, but the flesh is weak. The devil does not attack your spirit. The devil attacks your flesh. Because that that is the weaker part. That is the vulnerable part. Where he can easily control. He cannot easily control your spirit because your spirit is instituted by God himself. But your flesh, even though God created it, is a weaker vessel. The spirit lives inside the flesh. That is why the devil thinks that if he conquers the flesh, he has already conquered the spirit. Number four. In Luke chapter 21 verse 36, Luke 21.36 says, Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen. All that is about to happen. That is future. Something will happen in the future. 
and for you to escape all that is about to happen. Also, that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. To be free from what is going to happen. And uh, believe you me, those things that will happen are not pleasant. They are not going to be pleasant. It will be judgment personified. Judgment of God is coming. Judgment of God is fast approaching. Then, to get away from the judgment, to escape the judgment, and also to stand boldly before the Son of Man. That is why Christ wants us to pray and watch. First Corinthians chapter five and verse First Corinthians chapter sixteen, I mean, verse thirteen says, Be on the be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous and be strong. You cannot do that if you are sleeping spiritually. You cannot be sober if your eyes are closed with sleep. You can't be courageous if you are weak and you are fainting. Number six. Pray in the spirit on all occasions. Pray in the spirit in all occasions. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 says that. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With the mind, with this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for the people of God or Lord's people. You can only do this if you are strong in prayer, that you'll be able to lift other people up in your prayers. If you are not strong in prayer, you cannot even pray for yourself. Talk of, talk of praying for another people. If you cannot pray for yourself, how can you lift the church up? If you cannot pray for yourself, how can you lift a neighbor up? Or sisters and brothers, anybody, the nation, the governing bodies, the president, Bible wants us to pray for these people. And you cannot do that if you are weak. If you are not watchful of the surrounding around you, you, you cannot be able to do that to, to pray for others. Number seven. Christ wants us to watch and pray because the end of all things is near. The end of all things is near. That we find in First Peter chapter 4, verse 7. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. You can't drive on the road with your eyes closed. 
that would be disastrous. Number eight, Christ wants us to watch and pray because the devil, the enemy, is prowling around like a roaring lion seeking for who to devour. The enemy is around, chasing you around, making sure that you are destroyed. That is his objective, nothing more, nothing less. That we find in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking or looking for someone to devour. Like I said, he wants you down. The devil wants you down. The devil wants you destroyed. The devil wants you, your family, everything around you destroyed. Why? You might know the reason because you're a child of God. That's one part of it. Another part is that the way I see it personally is that this devil, this demon, this Satan, remember, was one of the angels in heaven worshiping God. He was one of them. He was one of the angelic hosts. He was one of the archangels. But why did he turn to be a bad person? We, we thought that angels are good people. What's wrong with him? He was there. Sin came into him. Even though he was in the presence of God. Sin came into him. He wanted to be higher than God, the creator. He organized uh, uh, some kind of uh, a, a coup with some, some angels, one third of them, according to the Bible. One third of the angelic host agreed with him. They planned to overthrow the heavenly host. But God said, no, he cannot walk here. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 to 12, there was a war in heaven. There was a war, big war. The angels, led by Michael, fought against the devil. The devil, with those who were third, he captured, he grabbed, he convinced, was waging war against the other angels. They over, overpowered him by the blood of the lamb, and he was cast out. He was cast out from heaven. When, when, uh, gravity says, anything that goes up must come down. So when they, when they cast him out, there was nowhere to go than to come down. Then there was a sigh of relief in heaven. They said, rejoice all heavens and those in it. Because that accuser, referring to the devil, the Satan, that accuser who accuses the brethren before God every day, every night, is thrown out. We cannot sleep. We cannot rejoice. We cannot focus on praising the Lord all the time. But woe unto the inhabitants 
of the world. Woe unto the inhabitants. This devil is going to meet. He is coming with vengeance. That is why. He has seen the, de- the heavens. He has seen the kingdom of God. He has tasted the heavenly goodings. And he was thrown out. I don't think he would be happy to see you go there to replace him. That is why he wants you down. That is why he wants you dead spiritually. In the book of Revelation, um, it says that be very careful so that nobody will take your crown. The devil wants your crown. He doesn't want you to make heaven. He doesn't want you to make heaven at all. That is why he is on your tail. Number, number nine. Why we, we must watch and pray. In Revelation chapter 16, verse 15. Look. I come as a thief. Blessed is one who stays awake and remains clothed so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed. Christ wants us to watch and pray to avoid shameful exposure. Anybody who is asleep doesn't know whether he has clothes on or whether he's naked. You can only realize if you have any clothes on when you wake up. If you wake up, you don't have clothes on, it will be an embarrassment. You'll be asking, how long has this been going on? See, so when we are sober, when we watch, when we pray, when we stay awake, we'll be able to cover our shame with the blood of Jesus Christ. In conclusion, the enemy is today is very active. The enemy today is very active. Satan is very active. And this is a painful reality. It is a very painful reality. To know that the devil is active. Active to bring us down. Active to derail our faith. Active to make sure that we don't make heaven. That is why he sowed that bad weed. Those bad weeds in that particular farm. Because when these fruit uh, crops are sprouting, they looked alike. They looked alike. They have the same look. But during the harvest, after maturity, you find the difference. You find the difference between the wheat and the tares or the weeds. The devil has made himself like an angel of light, looking like Jesus Christ. The, de- the devil has made himself to look like Christ in his attitude. Also, his ministers, the ministers of the devil, have made themselves like ministers of righteousness. 
So you can't tell the difference. They are in the church. They are in the church. They are in the schools. They are in your families. How can you differentiate this to these people? It's not easy. That is why that master said, allow them to grow together. Because in trying to separate it, you might kill the other ones. Allow them to grow together. After the harvest, during the harvest, I will ask you to cut all of them, bundle them, and burn them. But the wheat will be put into my barn. The church and the God's children are sadly in deep sleep. Sadly. That's what I said. It's a painful reality. They are still sleeping. Are you still sleeping? Am I still sleeping? Am I cut off from spiritual reality? Am I cut off? Am I unconnected to God? Prayer is the line. Prayer is the line communication to God. You cannot pray unless you are awake. You cannot be sleeping and praying. It doesn't work. You can only pray when you are awake, when you are conscious of who and what you are talking about. It is high time to wake from sleep because now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. Your salvation is nearer. Christ is coming. The pronouncement is loud and clear every day. But we don't know the schedule. We don't know the particular time. It might be tonight. It might be tomorrow. It might take a few months. It might take several years. But the whole thing for us to understand is that Christ is really coming. Therefore, wake up. For the night is far spent. Wake up. For the day is at hand. Let us cast off all works of darkness. Everything that will bring darkness to us or around us, let us put them away. Looking unto that light, which is Christ himself. Let us put on the armor of light. Therefore, my people, people of God, children of the living God, awake. Awake. That spiritual slumber, cast it off. Arise from the dead. Arise from the dead. And Christ shall give you light. Amen.